Well, Rob, you are the first person to record with me in my new setup, which is very much like my old setup, just in a different state entirely. Right, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's it's very, as you say, it's very much the same. It's the same desk. I'm guessing it's the same chair, but you are... I don't know. I don't know America. It could be 10 miles away. It could be a thousand miles. I have no idea. Well, I, and I, I don't actually know how far it is. It was a, like a 12 hour drive, maybe. So pretty far, pretty far, pretty far south and east. It, it, the, the setup's a little different. I moved my computer one from what my computer from one side of the desk to the other, which is I know, really exciting news. I also have my studio mm-hmm. display, which I, as I think I've mentioned on the show, I had ordered and it was, it was uh, it was scheduled to arrive very close to my move, and I started getting nervous that it would come after my move, which would be no good. Plus, even if it came really close to my move, I wouldn't have much time to enjoy it, and I wouldn't want to unbox it anyhow, and it's a huge box. So I ended up changing the destination and having it delivered to my brother's house because he lives not too far away. And so it sat down at his – it actually ended up coming earlier than anticipated – and sat at his house for a month. But I, when I came down here, uh, before I could get the keys to the apartment that we're renting, I stayed the night with him, picked up the studio display, and brought it back. And it was it's all set up now. And I got to tell you, that studio display is amazing. I mean, I noticed it immediately when I turned it on and fired it up. Just from the screensaver, it was the colors were, were more vibrant, and it was sharper. It's just... You know, it's it's designed for the resolution of the of the operating system, and just looks really good. And it's, I mean, it's like I I kind of feel like with displays, like I do about my chair, that I'm going to be sitting in this chair for hours and hours every day, and I'm going to be staring at the screen for hours and hours every day. So I'm kind of glad that I have a nice one. And besides just looking good, the speakers sound pretty good, uh, and because it has some. USB-C, you know, ports in it, I can kind of get rid of some of the the messy connections I had before. I mean, I've, I've simplified my setup quite a bit between this display and the Mac Studio. Those two things together have more than enough ports for me to handle all the different things that I use from time to time. What I haven't done yet, and I almost did it before we started recording, was to plug this MacBook Air that I'm recording on because it's got Monterey on it and I can still use Audio Hijack with it, unlike Ventura, which is on the Mac Studio. I I thought about connecting this directly, the Air, to the Studio Display while the Mac Studio was also connected to it to see what would happen. And I decided against it. <laughs> Because I wasn't sure what would happen, you know, which which one would control, or where, <laughs> where's the setting where I would figure out uh, yeah. which which display was being mirrored. I'm sure it can handle it, but uh, didn't want to do that for the first go of it. I figured I'd just uh, record from this MacBook Air, which I've been doing quite a, a lot recently because of traveling and other things, um, and it's perfectly capable of of recording a show. Yeah, some. Um... Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's very. Thing is, all these monitors, like all the really nice ones, are really expensive. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, I can't justify one until today. Uh, <laughs> until I saw this article. <laughs> um, so Sony have announced, uh, I think, what are they calling it? InZone, I think is their brand. I think so, yeah. Um, 
and, and they've announced a 27 inch 4K monitor. Um, they sort of essentially they're claiming it's sort of designed for the PS5. Um, and, you know, presumably it would do the same for the Xbox Series X. Uh, 144 hertz refresh rate, uh, variable refresh rate, uh, display port, HDMI, all the stuff that you'd want. Um, and it looks really nice. Like it, it, the the stand is sort of styled like the PS5, which, in right. all honesty, is kind of an ugly console. But um, the monitor looks really good, and it's like nine hundred dollars, which really isn't that bad for the, the the spec that they're offering with it. No, it, it really isn't. Um, does it have Thunderbolt two also on the back of it? I don't remember. I remember reading this article, but uh, it's funny. No, it also has USB C. Um, but it doesn't it. have Thunderbolt, as far as I can tell. Right, right. But it can probably run the video over the USB over the USB C. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But in any event, in any event, it's funny that you mentioned this because I know from talking to Federico on last week's App Stories Plus segment that he has been looking for a display that he can use that will be easy to switch back and forth between an, a Mac an iPad, and a gaming PC. And this actually is one of the first displays I've seen that make, that probably can do that with good specs. I mean, that, that's one of the things that's hard about it. I mean, he, had, he could probably use some others that have multiple Thunderbolt connections and just do like Thunderbolt to HDMI or a Thunderbolt to, to DisplayPort or something like that. But I think this is exactly what he was looking for too, because it's it's really geared towards gaming, and they I know that they do specifically call out the PS5, but it also will work well with the Xbox Series X and S, I believe, as well as you know just your typical desktop PCs and Macs. So it's a uh, it's a very nice looking display, and if I if I didn't have this um, studio display, this would be one that I would that would be very high on my list. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely considering this because there was, I mean, I've been looking at this for a while and it's it's not probably not something that's going to happen anytime soon, but I have been looking for a monitor and I can sort of replace my monitor and my TV for all the stuff I use in my office. Mm. Um, and there was a previous one that I found. Um, I can't remember the brand. I can't remember anything about it. Um, but very... it seemed like it was the best one that you could get. Um, and this yeah. that was like $1,000 or something. So this being 900 is you know pretty decent. Is it an Alienware one that you were looking at? Because I know that they they have a couple of models that are considered just about top of top of the game for gaming PC monitors. Yeah, I think that that does ring a bell. But like, I, I know I've got it in a note somewhere. Um, but yeah, you know, God knows where I've put that note. I'm sure it's written down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's um, it is really interesting that Sony all of a sudden has come out with this because. You know, this is the kind of thing that I would typically expect to see at CES in January because so much gaming hardware news comes out with that show. And this is just kind of dropped in the middle of the beginning of the summer, which, I mean, I guess, you know, fake E3 was the last couple of weeks ago or so. But it, it's sort of strange timing. And addition, in addition to this display, they also announced some what look like very nice headphones. They're huge headphones, those kind of giant cans you put on the side of your head. Mm-hmm. But supposedly, at least according to the Verge article that I saw, very, very comfortable, very good quality sound and noise cancellation. You know, because Sony's done, Sony's got makes some of the best noise canceling headphones around. So probably same tech in there as some of their 
their wireless headphones. But this, these headphones are geared towards gaming as opposed to just music. So it's, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, it's something to keep an eye on. I think Sony does a great job with most of its hardware. And these this all looks like very premium level stuff for people who are into not just gaming, but just want to have a really good computer display. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, pretty much as soon as we've finished recording and I've edited, I'm going to be digging in a little bit more, see what the price translates to, if it's even mm-hmm. available in the US, uh, in the UK. Um, I will have a look at these headphones as well. But uh, um, God, we're really display heavy because the next thing we were going to mention is TVs. Because I'm yeah with uh, with with Prime Day coming up, um, I am in the market for a new TV because uh, our we have a 40-inch uh, TV right now, mm-hmm. um, which was great in our old house because it had a very small living room. The new house has a much larger living room, and our 40-inch TV looks tiny. Yeah. Um, so we're going to jump up to you know, 60, maybe 65, depending on what comes up uh, in the offers. I think I'm just going to I'm just gonna play it by ear and see what happens, see what comes up on Prime Day, which I think is in a couple of weeks. It is. I think it's on the 12th. I, I thought to, of waiting till Prime Day, but I pulled the trigger on an LG OLED C2 TV, 55-inch uh, mm-hmm. one. Now, we've never had a TV that large in our living room, and our apartment is not huge, but we did have a 55-inch LCD TV in our basement that was used primarily for gaming. Just It was just like a 1080p TV, and we've had that since we moved into this apartment sitting uh, in the living room and it hasn't been too big. And that, because it's an older TV has pretty big bezels on it and kind of a chunky stand. And I think the LG will actually look smaller, even though the screen is the same size. Uh, And I, you know, LG has a really good reputation for the quality of their TVs. They've been making great ones for a long time, especially OLED longer than really anybody else. And, there are some really nice gaming features built into this TV too. So I'm looking forward to it as a way to both uh, just watch TV, of course, and also uh, with the PS5 and the Xbox. Now, I've been doing a lot more of my gaming handheld these days, but I still like to have the option to hook up to the TV and, and you know play that way. And I think with a, a larger TV, because our the TV that we left behind when we moved in our living room was smaller. I forget if it was 45 or 50, but it was in that range. And I think this bigger screen TV plus the slightly being slightly closer to it because it's a smaller room will actually be a better experience, especially since one of the things I noticed with the smaller TV that was 1080p was that it was very hard in some games to read the text because the text, yeah. you know, the text was too small to begin with, uh, probably smaller than it should be, but it was also not entirely crisp because it was a 1080p TV and it was a smaller TV, which made the situation even worse. So I'm hoping that this will be not only good for just uh, the quality of the games and the smooth frame rates and, and great colors and everything, but also, um, a little easier on my eyes in terms of reading. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like you say, the text thing is is really a problem. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this fixes the problem. <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, it, it, it handheld is fine. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of it, but I do get it. But you're right. Like, sometimes it's nice to just sit in front of a big TV and you know play these nice games. 
No, it's true. You know what? I got handheld just last night, Rob, that I'm going to play tonight. I picked up Portal and Portal 2 on the Switch. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. why shouldn't I just keep buying the same games over and over and over again over the years? But it was only 20 bucks, and I think it'll look really nice on the OLED screen of the Switch. And that, that game, I think, will be kind of fun to play portable on the Switch. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so there was uh, an in, I don't know what it is. is it, was it a Nintendo Direct? I, yeah, I, I think it's it's, it's called one of these I, yeah. indie ones. I don't know. No, it was a it was not an indie one either. It was it, they have different flavors of these. It was a Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I forget the exact terminology, but third party partners is what they you know is for th- third party games only. Hmm. Yeah. So I I had a little look through. Um, an article like I always do after the things happened. Um, the only thing that really jumped out at me was the Mario Rabbids game, I think is coming out 20th of September or October, I think. Um, and I really enjoyed the first one, so I'm definitely going to be getting this. Yeah, it looks like there's some interesting mechanics. They explained a little bit more how it works and what you can do because it's it, it, there's more freedom of movement, even though it's still kind of a turn-based battle game. Yeah, it does look like a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I, I spent an inordinate amount of hours on the first game. Um, I, I played through the first game, and then I mm-hmm. played through again to get a lot of the you know, the additional bonuses you can get and stuff like that. And then the DLC came out, and I did the same with that one as well. Um, the DLC was a lot harder than the main game. But, oh, really? um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to digging into this new one. The first one never really clicked with me, but I I, I might have to give it another try because I didn't I don't know why it did, why it didn't really stick with me, but uh, but yeah, it does. This new mm-hmm. one looks really nice. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot else in the direct that I was particularly interested in. There's a lot of it seems to be Nintendo standard fare at the moment. A lot of sort of remasters of games either that are like from the Japanese market that I've never heard of, JRPG type, you know, stuff. just. <laughs> Right, yeah, there's a lot of that, which, you know, that's it's understandable, that's kind of Nintendo's thing, but um, there wasn't a lot else exciting going on there that I could find. No, it, it didn't do a lot for me either. I mean, people are excited about Persona, I think, the fact that Persona 5 is mm-hmm. that, and, but I've never really played a Persona game. I, I'm, I'm curious about it, but I, yeah, I didn't really see much in that direct that really, that really... Uh, caught my eye either although i really like the art style of that game that's about the deer and the baby wolf i for, mm-hmm. mm, i forget the name of it but it's it's done in a black and white cartoon style art um art style that really looks great and i, I mean i don't know really anything about the game other than it really it really had a striking and different look to it that i thought would might be fun to play yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, there's certainly no um, there's no shortage of interesting looking games, um, right. sort of you know, from Nintendo and from everyone really. Like, there's so many interesting ways that, um, especially indie developers, are sort of tackling these sort of smaller games. You know, these aren't AAA games that all have to look you know these huge open worlds, but there is a lot of interesting things happening. And the same with like Cuphead and things like that, where people just do sort of unique and unusual things with the games to kind of make them a bit more appealing. I wish Cuphead was just a little bit more approachable because that's a very hard game. <laughs> and and as much as I like the style yeah. and, and have enjoyed trying it, I never get far enough to before I get frustrated to really, uh, really play it a lot. You know what I mean? 
Oh, absolutely. I, I played a little bit at a friend's house and I was like, yeah, this looks nice and this is fun, but this is far too frustrating for my liking and I won't be buying it, unfortunately. Yeah, same here. <laughs> same here. I, I learned my lesson. I've got Cuphead if I wanted to you know, beat my head against the wall and try to try to make some more progress past level one or something again, but it's uh yeah. it's really it's really difficult. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh um have you got anything else cuz I think we've sort of we've had a lot of display heavy stuff, a couple of bits of games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I I think that that's it for me. I don't really have, you know, I since I I just moved in, I haven't really been playing many games. I haven't been watching much TV. I will note that the new Apple TV Plus show Loot is quite good. There are only three okay. episodes. There are only three episodes out so far, and I've watched all. I watched all three last night and liked them a lot. Maybe making an appearance mm-hmm. on Mac Stories Unwind as a pick at some point. But uh, okay. but yeah, that's uh, that's it for me because I'm you know still moving in. <laughs> I was going to say, you've moved halfway across the country, so yes. well, I think we, we can all let you off on uh, not having having done too much else except that. <laughs> all right. All right, let's speak to you later. Thanks, bye.